all in department in this church, all ushers, if any man clip his head on one side, if they cut one side like this, it will be an abomination for such man to stand in service in my this sanctuary. If anybody, look at me, cut this side of the head, you must not allow such person, you remove the person forever. Are we together? If anybody deliberately, quite of course, you don't, you, 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 you know it. Everybody should look as much normal as he is. You could sit in the church and if you like, you obey. If you like, you disobey God. But when you decide to be a worker in the household of faith, you cannot by law. And if I see such, I will remove the leaders without recourse to come back. When you decide to serve in God's household, you are not doing anybody a favor. You are just doing yourself a favor. Listen to these scriptures. All these things I read to you, none of you must be found doing it. It says, Do not go about spreading among your people. Spreading slander among your people. Do not do anything to endanger your neighbor's life. I am the Lord. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against one of your people. But love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Do not eat meat with the blood still in it. Do not practice divination or sorcery. If anybody eats meat with the blood, it is from divination and sorcery. Do not cut the hair at the side of your beard or clip off the edges of your beard. At the side. Do not cut the hair at the side of your head or clip off edges of your beard. Look, when I'm anointing people now, I will tell some of you leaders to stand. Any man whose head is cut on this side, just take them out of my line. Okay? It came from idol worshipping. A Christian must not be attracted by what they do in the world. Because you know, demons rule over the world. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 to 3 applies. Don't cut the side of your head. The Bible says so. Or clip your beards. Alright? Do not cut your bodies for the dead or put tattoo marks on yourself. I am the Lord. If someone did it before he got born again and the tattoo cannot be removed, no problem. There's somebody who had known the Lord to do that is a disobedience. Are we together? Do not degrade your daughter by making her a prostitute or the, the land will turn to prostitution and be filled with wickedness. Do not turn to medium or seek our spiritists, for you will be defied by them. I am the Lord your God. Start reading. Rise in the presence of the aged. Show respect to the elderly and revile your God. I am the Lord. I will set my face against the person who turns to medium and spirits to prostitute himself by following them and I will cut him off from his people. Do not lie with a man as one lies with a woman. That is homosexuality. That is detestable. 
Do not have sexual relationship with an animal that is bestiality and defy yourself with it. A woman must not present herself to an animal to have sexual relationship with it. That is perversion. Do not defy yourself in any of these ways that I read. Because this is how the nations that I am going to drive out before you became defiled. Are we together now? By those things, the nations became defiled. Even the land was defiled. So I punished it for its sins. And the land vomited out its inhabitants. We are seeing the judgment of God over land, all over the place. They call bad weather. Terrible thing will come and people will be slain. You think those things come by global warming? They come by the wrath of God against the wickedness of man. He says you must keep my decrees and laws. He says for all these things were done by the people you lived who lived in the land before you and the land became defiled. And if you defy the land it will vomit you. Christians It will vomit you out as it vomited out the nations that were before you. God is not a respecter of man. Keep my requirements and do not follow any of these detestable customs that were practiced before you came and do not defy yourself with them. I am the Lord. Choir, please take your seats. Sorry to to put it there. Are we together? Christianity is not a religion. It is a lifestyle of God. And it is the instruction of Jehovah to those who identify with him as children. So if you decide that you want to associate yourself with God through Christ, you must obey these words. They are not subject to anybody's philosophical reasoning. 1 John 2, 14. What does it say? I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. Are we together? Sit down as you get to your seat. Don't wait for anybody. I write to you, young men. Why? Because you are what? You are what? Let's look at the board. Shall we read it together from beginning? I write to you, fathers. So, what is the position of those who claim to be older? Your position is, you have known him from beginning. Why did the Bible say that to you? So that you can teach those coming about him that you have known. The book of Isaiah, it says, fathers... It says, children, do not ignore your father's instruction. Father's instruct. And your mother's teaching. Mother's teach. Look at what it says. I write to you, young men. Why? Shall we read it together? Because of what? Because you are. Young men are supposed to be. Young men are supposed to be what? Let me hear you say it loud. Say it very, very well. Don't compromise your faith. That's what he's saying. Don't compromise your faith. Don't look like a rogue. Don't look like a devil. 
when you see devil's children caught a particular hairstyle, don't follow it because the spirit inside you is different from the spirit inside them. God expects you to be strong as a young man. If you are confused as a young man, what is the future of God's household? Somebody came to interview me. The voice interviewed me today. And one of the questions they asked me is that they want to know how I grew. They wanted to know, Apostle Williams, how did you grow? And I told them when I was a boy, my mother would wake me up at four and my father. My mother would quickly bath me. So you know that I was really boy at the time. And my mother would dress me and my sister. We would trek one hour, about three miles, to my church, 6 a.m. We call him must be in church before service. We will be in service from 6 to 7.30. Then we trek from the church to my school, another one hour. Because we must be in school before 9. Then we will be in class from 9 a.m. to 3.30. Then we will remain in school because my father was the headmaster. Till 5. And then we will trek from school to church. For 6 p.m. service. And we'll finish 6 p.m. service at 7.30. Then we'll trek home another one hour. Monday to Friday, that was my life. Saturday morning, I will wake my mother up. I'm going to church to clean the church from cradle like this. Clean the church, leave home at 10, clean the church. Because we have morning devotion at home. The pastor will come and visit a prophet. And he will always come to our house every Saturday of my, my life. Till he died. This is the prophet who prophesied concerning my conception before I was born. Who told my mother, that is the son in your womb. When my mother conceived me for one month. Where nobody knew it. I did this throughout my primary school age. No other life but God. No wonder you are getting easy blessing now. Somebody paid for it. My parents. Teach your child the way it will go. If it departs, you don't have problem because you have done your job. I will gather now. But you young men must know this. God depends on you and he expects you to be strong. When the Bible says young men, it does not exclude women. Because the Bible talks to masculine. Your sex or gender is for procreation. That's all. The spirit in you has no gender. Jesus says so. Spirits don't have sex. Jesus said that by himself. So God expects young men to be strong. How could they be strong? He says, and the word of God lives in you. God expects young men to have the word of God. When I say young men, I mean young men and women. What distincts you as a Christian is that you know the word of God. Sometimes we need to tell young Christian, I mean Christian youths, so go and look at Muslims. When they put on, those ones who believe in putting on, they are dressing the way <clears throat> the Quran says it. They won't trade it for anybody. They won't trade it for any culture. They don't want to look like somebody else. They want to look like themselves. So does somebody think that God does not want you to look different? He does. That's why he wrote those things for you. Don't follow the culture out there. It will destroy you. Because all those culture came from demons. It will defile you. So young men should be full of the word. Young men should be thinking of how to see vision. They should be thinking of how to have trance. They should be thinking of how to hear the voice of God. They should be thinking of how to know the word of God more. Young men. <clears throat> Master, go and bring me the second Bible. I have two Bibles. 
<clears throat> That's what young men is supposed to be doing. It says they should be full of the word of God. And you have overcome the evil one. Young men are expected to have overcome Satan. So that all the gimmicks of Satan can never ensnare you. Young girls are supposed to be example. New fashion in the world. It is the church that is supposed to, to, to create it. Dressing and covering your nakedness. That people will know. They call you old school. They are stupid. They are the one old school. Because the old one is, the Luc is Lucifer. He's the one who wants to take everybody to the old place, which is hell. You need to let them know, I am not mad like others. A person who has the spirit of opening her nakedness is mentally out of balance. You need to let them know that. I have a spirit inside me. It is of God. I cannot behave like you. I will together now. Because if you do those things, they will defy you. Look at the next verse. I want us to read that next verse together. Read it again. Full stop. So, I don't want to come to church empty. And I don't want to come to church in vain. I want to come to church and have rewards. I will together now. As I am, I have told you, I'm not among the people that will tell stories that Satan got me. It is a decision of heart. Alright? I told you, I promise God, I will never make Satan laugh. If anybody will laugh, it is God. Because I will do with the whole of my strength things I know will make God happy. Each time I do things that will make God happy, what happens? I make Satan sad. Are you with me now? None of us should make himself or herself a victim of Satan. Because no one will be able to help that person. We are talking about sight and hearing. Revelation and vision. And what I showed you yesterday was that it doesn't come because somebody just woke up in the morning and then he began to stumble into it. No. It came because the people who experienced it devoted themselves to God. Don't try to impress people of the world. The moment you have that mind, you are finished. Satan will get you. You live to impress only one person. He is the maker of heaven and earth. You must be people that Jesus can say to the angels, look at my servants and mention your name. That's what Christian ought to be. What does that entail? A person who make up a mind is mine to please God only. I will together. To make mistake is different from to decide to sin. No one can make a mistake of beheading another man. Do we agree that? You don't behead a human being by mistake. Because to behead a human being, you will plan it for days, weeks, or years. You will have times that you are thinking about it and there is a, a spirit that is telling you that you cannot kill other people. Are we together now? So, stay away from deliberate sin. Where is my second Bible? I wanted to teach you something today, but I'll teach you tomorrow. I want you to know this. Nobody can get a gift from a father that you don't please. Am I correct? You want God to bless you, you must please him. If you are seen before God as a wicked person, he can't bless you. 
Psalm 145 that we read, isn't it? The last two verses explain it. I say you should study Daniel chapter 9. Ten, eleven, and twelve. We will discuss it tomorrow. And I will talk about dreams tomorrow. But if you that chapter nine, let me give you a template here that will help you into your studies and preparation for tomorrow. I will just read the first three verses. It says, in the first year of Darius, chapter 9, son of Xerxes, a Midi by descent, who was made ruler over the Babylonian kingdom. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood from the scripture, according to the word of the Lord given to Jeremiah the prophet, that the desolation of Jerusalem will last 70 years. Let's understand the root of this vision. So, I turned to the Lord and pleaded with him in prayer and petition, in fasting and in sackcloth and ashes. I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed Verse 20, while I was still speaking and praying, confessing my sins and the sins of my people Israel, and making my request to the Lord my God for his holy hill. While I was still praying, Gabriel, the man I had seen in the earlier vision, came to me in swift flight. About the time of evening sacrifice, he instructed me and said to me, Daniel, I have now come to give you insight and understanding. As soon as you began to pray, an answer was given, which I have now come to you to tell you, for you are highly esteemed or favored. Therefore, consider the message and understand the vision. The only thing I want to see here is a template and the pattern of entrance into the spiritual. And you can look at that as you read along. That if you read about an encounter, what preceded it? What happened before it? Or what is the lifestyle of that person? Now, this is the scripture that tells us that sometimes when you read a promise in the Bible and you look at your life, it's different to the promise. If you can go to God with... with <laughs> A holy anger. You will get a reply from God. I will get it now. Because what happened to Daniel was that Daniel was a comfortable man. He was a prime minister among all the slaves. He was rich. He ate like king. There are many pauper, also from Israel at the time, who didn't worry. They have admitted suffering as from God. Why is it that the man who is not suffering is the one who remembered bondage? Are you together now? He is not bound. He is in a foreign land, but he was better than even the, 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 the sons of the soil. The question is that why is it that it is he who will read the Bible and then question that God, ah, you promised through Jeremiah. We are now over 70 years in this bondage. Why are we still here? Why was it that it was Nehemiah who was in the palace in comfort that thought about promise of God for Israel? It always happened that, let me say this to you. There shouldn't be a lot of people who are given the same to laziness in practice and ended up in frustration, they always admit misery. They never think anymore. Okay? Because they just admit any bad thing. But it's not supposed to be so. It's not supposed to be so. When you get born again, 
at any time and any level you're born again, wherever your condition or status is or level is, from the day you said yes to Jesus, if you can apply biblical principle, you will rise to the highest. Nothing can stop you. Demons can't stop you. So then what? But the fact is this, with the spiritual, if you don't truly set your heart to gain understanding, God never gives you one. He never gives you one. That man, Daniel, is not supposed to worry about slavery because he is enjoying. Himself, his children, they don't have to worry. His children, as his father is influential in the country, all the children of Daniel, they'll be well placed. Okay? But there's something about Daniel. He cares about God's promise. Because he cares about God's promise, he went into fasting and praying and pleading and pleading until the Lord answered. There are some situations in our lives that we admit that are not right. You want to put an end to it, that is the method, Daniel's method. The day you say, I had enough, there must be a change. That is the day you find change. Huh? So the change begins from your heart. Satan has no power over any man except the power you give to him over your life. Believe what I tell you. A brother was here with me from China. He had a meeting with me for two hours today. He was a very successful businessman in England. And the Lord called him. He gave up the business and sold everything to a PLC. And he now sits on the board of that PLC. His own business. And he was in a court. And when we began to speak, he began to tell me some things as former court member. I said, I wish you come and talk to my church people. Because he's Chinese. Sometimes when I speak, some people may think that it is African. They don't know that devil is English word. Demons is not Yoruba word. I'm a Yoruba man. I will together now. Devil has interpretation in every language. And all language attribute the same work to whatever they call devil. Are we together now? I leave you with this. Go away tonight. Set your heart on something that God promised that you are struggling with. Then begin to see God about it. Are we together? If you read that scripture, remember that the angel said that from the moment you set your heart to gain understanding, the moment you decided that I will know and I want to know, as a nail down, as a father, Reply was sent because of the heart condition. Heart set. That's your mindset. This is what I want to share with you tonight. Take this into the approach of tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll talk about dreams. And I'll finish my lecture with you on visions. I want to tell you this. There is nothing about you that you cannot know. I'm talking about your future. There is nothing about your life that you cannot know if you apply this principle. This principle I'm telling you works. It works for the old. It works for the Let me tell you a testimony. No, so. Let me tell you a testimony. Because sometimes when we teach, we need to let you know. When I was a very young boy, I was going to marry my wife. Listen to this very well. We made an attempt to marry. My father-in-law refused. Okay? Because he wanted somebody that speaks his language. After making about four attempts or so, I called my wife to be. And I told my mother, my mother-in-law, and my father that 
Why should I be struggling over my destiny? I said, give me just a few days. My father asked me, what are you looking for? What are you going to do? I said, few days. I will talk to the one who created my father-in-law. And he will tell me, why will he not allow me to marry? Or what is my marriage date? We bought four wedding gowns. Our friends used them. Okay? I was in my late 20s. Some of you are older than that age now. Alright? So I told her, don't worry me. Don't worry. I will give you a reply. And I went to pray. I'm talking about when you decide to gain understanding. I'm not old. I was about 27 or something like that. 20, 20, 20, 26. At the time I went to pray. Because it was two years after. And the Lord showed me all the efforts you have made. The Lord appeared to me on the dream and took me to a room and brought a book. Said, that is the book of your life. And he opened the book of my life to me. The day I prayed to him, when I started praying and seeking him that I want to know my wedding date, why will I marry and my father-in-law is saying no? Saying no for how many years? I had enough. And Jesus began to open the book from that year. That was 1980 ending. 81 is 83. No, it was 1981 ending. And he opened the book, opened the book from that date to 1983. And he got to April. He finished March. I saw what will happen in my life every day till two years and some months. And when he got to the month of April, he said to me, choose a date. He said, this is your month of wedding. Choose a date. And I chose that yet. He said, you got it right. And I was excited. And he shook his head and told me, no one gets it wrong before me. The date you chose, I put it in your mouth. So God will ask you a question and he'll give you the answer. Are we together now? So, and I saw my wedding day from morning, everything that happened till the time I left their party and I went to sleep. I saw every human being that attended or would attend at the time. That was where I saw that the pastor that would wed me had been posted away. He was the one who joined me. But they had posted him away to a village. So, in the morning, I called my father and my mother and told them that the Lord had visited me. My father loved that. My father always said to me that the son of a hawk must be a hawk. Eh? Asha, <laughs> So I called my mother and told my mother. I went to my mother-in-law, to my mother-in-law, to my wife that don't struggle anymore. So, because God had revealed the date, we planned towards the date. For two years, we didn't buy a wedding gown. We bought the wedding gown and kept it. This one, we're not selling it. We're wedding with this one. Because God had revealed the date to me and the ceremony. And we printed cards. We booked the hall. We did everything. We bought the clothes that my father-in-law would wear, who had not agreed. I, I wanted to learn something from this. That the Bible is true to letter only if you can do it. And it's simple. It's simple. Okay? How would you be a woman if the person you want to marry have such encounters? You will have confidence. <laughs> Let me see. She felt she feels very secure that I'm marrying a martial man in God. <laughs> that no devil near my house. I can sleep at the bottom of the boat even when there is storm. 
And I told her, we think the date did everything. My father-in-law refused to accept. Two weeks. You know, uh, my wedding, because I'm a popular jingo. A couple of thousands came. And many cows were killed. Not by me alone, but by several people. You know, in Africa, that's why God would bring Africa to England. Because when you are doing wedding, everybody will be killing their own cows. Are you with me now? It's not that people will come and eat you to dry. No. They will kill their own cow. They will bring their own food to their own canopy. People will bring their own band. So one band is shouting here. The other band is shouting there. The other band. Everybody is pandemonium. So, and then they will bless you. But your life must have touched all of them. Okay? Not an arrogant man. A humble child will be celebrated. An arrogant child, they will be looking at you from afar. They will come without any cow. Now you say you are a man now, yeah? <laughs> Hallelujah. But you see the fact is this. Two weeks to my wedding. The pastor who is resident said, I will not wed you unless the pastor agrees, which is your father-in-law agrees, which is the correct thing. And we, 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 he gave us a day that my father-in-law should come. So we went to my father-in-law. I went to my wife's house, you know, to go and carry him with my car to the, your, your, your dad uh, and um, to the priest. And my father-in-law said that, I'm not, he told my wife that, whose car? Your concubine? You know, in our language, in our language, when they call somebody your concubine, it means that that is not your husband. All right? So he went on his own, and I waited in their house to wait for the reply. But when God said yes, I had it in the vision. I saw it stood by the Lord. He showed me. When my father-in-law got to the priest, and the priest said one question. The reason why I call you is one question, and it demands only one answer. Tell me no, I cancel this wedding in two weeks' time. Do you agree that this church should wed your daughter with this man? My father-in-law looked at the man, looked at my wife. I was not there anyway. And his head dropped. Tears rolled out his eyes. When he raised his head, he said, I agree. I'm talking about you seeking God. And God showing you visions. You know, when God shows you your tomorrow, it doesn't matter what you are going through today. You have confidence that, forget about today, that it could be storm, bulldozer may bulldoze everything. It doesn't matter. The devil may destroy everything. I have seen my tomorrow, the date. And that cannot change at any cost. So, when I teach you things now, I have to tell you things like that because some people may say that Apostle has been serving God a long time now. That's why he's seeing things now. When I was young, I saw. And it's the same principle. Set your mind to gain understanding. I can tell you several encounters when I was young. It works. Many of us are lazy. We want others to seek God for us and tell us what is God saying up there? And if that person is not really seeing God and he's seeing camera, I say, ah, God is shaking his head. You say, yes, God is shaking his head. Ah, that means good sign. You must stop living by sign. <laughs> Enter into the courtyard of God and see. It is cheap and easy. Let's stand up together. Or else I can talk you till 10. Hallelujah, somebody. You know, we're going to pray one prayer for ourselves tonight. We have been praying since 7. Tomorrow, join us at 7. It has been heavy prayer since 7. So we prayed for at least an hour and a half today. We want to ask God for grace to seek Him. Say, those who seek me, find me. I have shared with you encounters I had when I was in the University of Nigeria, how Jesus took me to the, to the classroom and showed me questions questions and he solved the problem all the answers entered my head i did the exam i, I got 100 <clears throat> percent. i told you that 
I've told you how one of you got bankrupt and they were coming to, Felix were coming to collect his things in his office. And he needed 10,000 to pay for the order he had made to, sub, to deliver and make money. 100,000 pounds order or close to. And how he came to my house in New Cross and we were praying. They say, if you don't know what to do, there is somebody who knows what to do, let's talk to him. When we were praying, he was looking at me like this. He opened his eyes, tears, was, he sat on the floor, he was crying. And I continued to thank God and 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 thank God. The Bible says, enter his court with praise. And when the courtyard was open, I entered in and I asked the Lord, what's going on? And the Lord took me to a court in heaven where the man was standing and somebody was accusing him. And that person accused him and accused him and I saw the Lord Jesus walked in and took his stand and he quoted the word before the Father and all the accusation gone. And then the Lord said to me, look down. I looked down from heaven and I saw a village in England I've never been before. Wakeford. I saw the road I saw the roundabout and I saw at the corner Barclays Bank. And the Lord said, tell him to go to the place called Wickford to, tomorrow. It was Sunday. And he will see a Barclays Bank at that roundabout. He said to me, God said to me, he knows it. That is the way to his house. And God said, tell him to go there. I have 10,000 pounds for him. That's all he needed. And I told him, Brother Akonde, open your eyes. God has spoken to me. Do you know this road that goes to a place called Wickford? Straight from the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, something. Then he said, yes. At the end of it, there is a four junction and a roundabout. I said, yes. On the left of it, there is a backless man. He said, I know it. I know it. I said, go there tomorrow and tell the bank manager. Yesterday, my pastor was praying for me and God said, I have 10,000 pounds here for you. But when you are going dressed well with tie, Yes, suit up and carry your briefcase. All the cases free of your business, carry it along. He said, what will I tell you? I said, tell him that your pastor said, God said, you have nothing to lose, isn't it? If you say the word they can tell you is that get away from here, that's all. You want me, God said to me, you want to moderate it. When God said, let my people go, Moses didn't moderate. Go tell them. He went, God dressed. He got there. Can I see the bank manager? And the lady said, well, sorry. Can I see the bank manager? Do you have an account here? And the bank manager heard his voice and said, yes. What is that? Wakeford did not have black folks at the time. It's pure white community. Oh, come in. Come in. Let him come in. He said, what can I do for you? And the young man said, my pastor was praying for me yesterday. And he said, God said, I have 10,000 pounds for you here. The man sat up, upright, and asked him, say it again, young man. <laughs> then the man looked at him and said, okay, tell me what you want to do with 10,000 pounds. Do you have an account with Barclays? No. What do you want to do with 10,000 pounds? I said, this is the story. And he brought all the documents to the man. The man said, okay, I will come to your office on Thursday. They have... The bailiffs are taking everything except one table and one chair. He came out of the place. He told me, he phoned me. He said, Pastor, they didn't give me 10,000 pounds. I said, tell me what happened. He said, the man said he's coming on Thursday. I said, are you telling me they won't give me 10,000 pounds? God don't show things for fun. Go, you collect the money. The bank manager came on the Thursday to his office. Saw his office in the warehouse he was using. A chair in the table. And he sat down. He brought out his own briefcase and a form filled by him already. He took his name and everything, copies of all these documents. Filled. And he said, sign this. Tomorrow, draw 10,000 pounds overdraft. No interest for six months. And do your business. No accounts. He opened accounts with 10,000 pounds overdrawn facility. I haven't had that done in England. You know, I have to tell you these things. For you to recognize that what I'm showing in the Bible is true. We're going to pray for grace. That's what I want to pray for. Now, Lord, I ask you for grace tonight. Ask for grace for the person beside you. Give us grace, O oh God, to seek your face. Give us grace to hear you. 
Give us grace to know you. Tell the Lord all these things your son is saying. There are some of you here who are there at the time these things happened. Tell the Lord, what does it profit me not to be able to see? Open my eyes, let me see. Show me things. Things to come. Tell the Lord, take me on a ride. He showed to Jeremiah at the age of 17. He showed to Uzziah at the age of 16. He showed Josiah at the age of 8. Tell the Lord, show me. Open my eyes, O oh God. Help me to see. I want to know. I want to see. I want to know you more. I want to see more. Tell the Lord, if you can reveal it to my pastor, reveal it to me too. Lord, I believe. I believe. Help my heart to really seek you. There is a Lord God wants to show us, but we must pay attention. When we turn to him to seek him, we find him. He said, you will come and seek me, you will pray to me. You will find me when you seek me with all your heart. Lord, help us not to take you for granted. Draw me, Lord, close to you. Let my heart draw near to you. My God and my King. Tell the Lord, I also want to tell my stories like this. I want to tell testimonies of you like this. Lord, I want to stand before Apostle and tell him to what I have seen. I want to stand before your son and tell him what you have shown me. Tell the Lord, you are the same God yesterday, today and forever. I turn to you, Lord. Help me. Grant me grace. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Lord, I pray for all these people and all those who are not here today. Maybe those who are at work. Lord, we turn to you. You are faithful. You say, turn to me and I will turn to you. But our problem is this, Lord. We are so weak sometimes. That we can't even turn to you. Because our will is not heavy enough. We turn to other things that profit us not. But we agree today. Father, Lord, change our will. To your own will. Change our focus to your focus. Lord, as you reveal to Jeremiah, reveal to us. As you revealed to Daniel, reveal to us. Lord, we ask you, you spoke to the, to the people of old, children among them, youths among them. Lord, today you are still speaking to children, to youths, to adults. The reason for this month is that we may see, 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 see an encounter. Lord, today is second day. Before this time tomorrow, give us encounters of heaven. A Christian should not have nightmares. When a Christian sleeps, he should have revelations. Some of us, the spirit that is causing nightmares and tormenting us, Father, today, I rebuke and bind them in the name of Jesus. Whatever we have turned our mind to, that becomes a hindrance for us in Understanding the things of the Spirit. Father, take it away from us. Let there be cleansing of every mind. Let there be cleansing of every soul. When we lay our head on the bed, Father, Lord, give us angelic encounters. Excite everyone who is hearing me today. Father, by this time tomorrow, that our sleep tonight, you will meet with us. And when we meet you tomorrow, we will rejoice in you. These people have left various things to come here. Some of them, their studies. Some of them, their business. Various matters. To come under this roof tonight. Because they have left their own ways. And their interests. Some of them will have to go and be sleepless tonight to cover for the time they are here. My God, I declare them that as they leave this place, you will pay them wages. Father Lord, I declare them 
As they leave this place, that they enter into your blessings. Nobody who left his house and followed you. You said they will gain the reward on earth and in the world to come. The time that these people have spent under this roof tonight, Father, compensate them. My God, compensate them. My God, compensate them. My God, compensate them. Lord, if I will ask you what I desire, I know for you, Lord, it will be something that they have deprived themselves of, something that they have been striving to get, something good and great that appears withdrawn from them, something they have been struggling over in their life, unction from heaven, fall upon them. Grant them ease in the name of Jesus. Not testify to them that what I'm saying is the truth. By manifesting yourself upon them between now and tomorrow. For me, what I ask you from them is this. You who revealed to me these things I'm talking about. It was not man, neither devil. For the secret things belong to God. And things revealed belong to us. My father, my father, the eyes to see, give to everybody here. The eyes to see, give to everybody here. The eyes to see, give to everybody here. <clears throat> Father, by induction, let it come upon them. People who were with Moses, the Spirit fell upon them and they prophesied. Father, when Saul met Samuel, the Spirit fell upon him and he prophesied. Lord, I am in the presence of your people. Everybody standing before me. Everybody watching me live on the net. Let your power fall upon them. Let your spirit fall upon them. Let their eyes be open, O oh God. Number them tonight among those who have sight in you. Nobody who left his home for you go empty. May their bonds be full of all kinds of blessings. Lord, let me sit down and hear these people testify. Everybody under my voice, either young or old, that your name be glorified. I thank you, King of Heaven, because you have done it. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. Hallelujah, somebody. All of you go and sing. Amen forevermore. Turn to someone beside you and congratulate them in the name of the Lord. Amen. God will, will surprise you as you go home. Your life, <laughs> the surprise of your life has just begun. Amen. Let's take our seats, please.